0: Good morning, good morning to each and every one you're listening to Encouraging Your Spirit, the podcast. I am your host, Chris, and I hope that you are doing well and this message finds you doing wonderful and that you've had an awesome week thus far. Before we get started with our podcast, I wanted to take the time to make a quick announcement. Our Bible app, a progressive community supporting the belief that spirituality is a spectrum and faith. Is a journey. At its core, they believe that the scriptures were written to be inclusive of all of God's creation. I bring that up because in case you're looking for progressive content, you might want to download that app as well as to announce with heartfelt gratitude and excitement and joy that they um, are featuring Encouraging Your Spirit podcast in this month's newsletter and it is available on our Bible app. All you do is go to your Play Store wherever you can download software and apps and you can download our Bible app and we're so grateful to ABBA to be included and chosen to be a part of their feature in their newsletter this month. They have devotionals, they have blogs and podcasts, they also pre-screen the authors and the content to make sure they are progressive. I think that's great because some of the models of this podcast, the three that stand out in my mind are one um, is the importance of having a safe space and a place. And I know for me, I can only speak for Chris. I will never use my words to harm anyone. I will not bring guests on that harm others. This is a space for all people to be encouraged. And when I say I love you, it means that there is not a situation, experience, past, present, or future that you can be in, in which that we will not love you, walk alongside of you, or if need be, carry you through in prayer, love, and grace that is the spirit and the model of encouraging your spirit podcast it's a space it's a place it's a ministry for all of abba's kids because there are no exclusions all right let's get started today and what are we talking about i'm so glad you asked we're talking about the anatomy of faith the tongue and our words The resources used to compile today's podcast are information that I read by Mark Batterson, a story in a scripture excerpt from Proverbs 31 Ministries, and my own personal reflections. You know, the librarian in me has to tell you where you can find these resources, because why it's important to cite them. A number of years ago, I read a story titled the whisper test a woman named marianne bird writes about the defining moment of her childhood i grew up knowing i was different and i hated it she said she was born with a cleft palate and when she started school her classmates made it clear to her that she looked different from others a little girl with a misshapen lip crooked nose lopsided teeth and garbled speech Yet when schoolmates ask her what happened to your lip, she'd tell them that she'd fallen and cut it on a piece of glass. Somehow it seemed more acceptable to have suffered an accident than to have been born different. She was convinced that no one outside of her family could love her. Yet there was a teacher in the second grade who she adored named, and everyone else did, named Miss Leonard. Miss Leonard was short, round, and happy. A sparkling lady, annually they had a hearing test and what Miss Leonard would do is she would give the test to everyone in the class and when it was her turn in the past she knew from personal experiences what they do is she'd have them stand against the door and cover one ear. The teacher sitting at her desk would whisper something and they would have to repeat it back. Things like the sky is blue. Do you have new shoes? And she waited there for those words of what she would hear from this uh, teacher. And Miss Leonard whispered, I wish you were my little girl. The author said that these words changed her life. Seven words, I wish you were my little girl. That's incredible, isn't it? That's That's all it took, she says, because seven words can change someone's life. That is the power of the tongue. Think about it this way most of us grew up hearing the words or the phrase, and some even call it the English proverb, that say, Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Yet the truth is, the words do and did hurt. Why? Because words have the power to leave emotional and deep scars. Because so many of us are walking around in adulthood with the remnants of the words that people spoke over us as abusive speech in homes or from the pulpit, why Because words are prophecies that have powerful impact on us, the people around us for better or for worse. Consider the following scriptures proverbs eighteen twenty one says the tongue has the power of life and death proverbs twelve eighteen says a reckless word." pierces like a sword but the tongue of the wise brings healing or a deceitful tongue can crush the spirit or a gentle tongue can break a bone or james 3 nine ten 10 that says with the tongue we praise our lord and father and with it we curse human beings who have been made in god's likeness out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. And that was James 3, 9 through the 10. Excuse me, 9 through 10. One of the most insightful verses in scriptures is said to be Matthew 12, 34, where Jesus said, Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Jesus was saying that the words are clues they reveal our thoughts and feelings they reveal who we are James 3 2 says we have all made mistakes but those who control their tongue can also control themselves in every other way in some respects controlling our tongue is one of the greatest challenges here is a thought every word every single word that it is ever said is a sound wave that is traveling through space according to physicists if we had the right equipment we could recapture everything that has ever been said everything you have said is somewhere in space earlier this week i was reading a story of a lady named katherine who had headed out for a stroll to visit a friend in the neighborhood. The chat went from a few minutes to a few hours. She exclaimed at the fact that she hadn't been gone that long and yet now it was 10 p.m. as well as the fact that she felt her husband must probably be worried sick since he didn't know where she was. So Catherine decided to give him a call before she headed back home. And when she called, the answering machine picked up. That, she said, made her mad. And she left a message that said something to the to the effect of, I thought you'd be worried, but apparently you don't even care because you won't even pick up the phone. And she hung up. She remarked in this story how she said her goodbyes to her friends. She felt de- uh, dejected and mumbled to no one in particular that she could be lying in a ditch injured or dead for that matter and thought maybe that her husband Steve didn't love her yet as she was walking out of her friend's home and headed back to her own home she said her eyes adjusted to the darkness of the night and there was her husband Steve coming toward her on a bicycle exclaiming where have you been I've been riding all over the neighborhood looking for you When she arrived home, Catherine quickly erased the message. Yet, a few days later, her husband asked, has she listened to their voicemail? And then there was something that she needed to hear. In their outgoing message was a mixture of the "Hi, you've reached the Jane's residence combined with the earlier message where she was saying, you know, that apparently her husband didn't care about her. It was the one that she thought she had deleted. Another example, recently there's been a video, and it's been out for, you know, a couple of months. But there's a video with uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes and Stephen Furtick. And Bishop Jakes is talking about a time in his life where he was thinking about quitting, yet he had, you know, preached, and he was talking about how there are many pastors, or maybe he was referencing himself, I'm paraphrasing, uh, to talk about how, You know, there were many times in his life that he felt, you know, dejected or he felt like he should quit. And yet he was able to preach fully. And he was talking about this experience of preaching at some other pastor's conference and there was a lady there to see him. And he waited it out for a long time. And then when he got ready to go, there was this lady that was there and she was telling him how that she had been in the hospital and that she had had a baby that was in her fallopian tubes and had died. And she was telling Bishop Jakes that his sermons, his things that he was preaching really encouraged her. Some years later, he had a book signing, Bishop Jakes did, and this same woman came up and he didn't recognize her. Yet, you know, when they got to talk her, talking, she told him she was that woman. And he talked about how for him, he closed the signing at that point and hugged her and cried. What's my point? My point is words have power. Words are clues. Words are prophecies. Words have the power to encourage and build up people or words can be used to destroy destinies or an example of the Jane's residence i mean many of us whether you're single coupled or partnered or married or your friends or whatever relationship status you have or in our everyday life i'm sure we've all can identify with the experience of looking at your phone thinking someone should have called texted or emailed and when they didn't we created full scenarios and spoke words or thoughts that perhaps have never in- even been confirmed by them that they weren't thinking that they didn't care or or anything related to that at all and if this hasn't been your experience and you've never done that that's okay too My ultimate point that I want to leave you with today are that our tongues are powerful. They can wreak havoc. Our words can embolden others to accomplish great feats and encourage others to conquer the world. It can reignite the dying embers of broken dreams. It can bring peace. It can build people up. It can give people the motivation to keep going. So the question of the day, the question I want you to have in your heart is how are you using your words? How will you be using your words? If you remember nothing I've said as I close the podcast today, remember words are clues. Words are prophecy. Words have powerful impact on us and not just us, but the world around us and everyone in which we have a circle of influence are. Think about what are some positive words that you'd like someone to say to you. I encourage you to say them to yourself and to also say it to other people. Do it often and daily. That's all I have for you today. I hope that what I have said has encouraged your mind, your spirit, and your soul. Let's close with a word of prayer, shall we? Father, we thank you for this brand new day filled with your infinite love and grace. Help us today. Think about the words in our heart, the words we speak about ourselves, the words we speak about others. Help us use our words to speak life to those around us. Help us be encouraged, builders of dreams. Help us be encouragers. Rather, Father God, let us use our words in ways that are helpful, ways that are true, ways that empower, rather than using these words to destroy hearts and destroying destinies. Help us be known as ones who will speak life to everyone around us. Help us be known as one who carry your love, your grace, your mercy and kindness. Help us encourage and love all that are around us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast today. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, on our Bible app, and on Anchor. Thank you so much for being a part of our family. You can also reach out to the podcast at EncouragingYourSpiritPodcast at gmail.com. I hope you have a great rest of your day. I love you and you'll never change it. Thanks for listening. Peace.